0: Action! Woo! Welcome back to another episode of the Rip Through a Podcast. It is episode 22. Welcome, Sean Tobin.
1: Good to see you, Mitch. It's been a while since we've been in the same room. It's good to see you in person because electronically I've seen you. Yeah, we've been talking on phone and message, but uh, it's been a while. I needed directions to your place today. It's been a while yeah. since I've been here. It was like I was cheating on Emma a little bit, the way we are going about stuff. Um, yeah.
0: FaceTimes, text messages, yeah. MSN Messenger, ICQ. Yeah, MySpace. Uh, MySpace. It yeah. feels a bit weird,
1: man. Yeah. But it's good to see you. It's yeah, good,
0: nah. It's, good to, <laughs> it's we, good to see you, man. We're good we're there, on, what's
1: up, baby? We're on here. We're on here. We're back. We're back. We're yeah. ready to go. So, now, nah,
0: welcome back. So, you are officially back in uh, in the state. How's it all going? Have you been travelling
1: a little bit? Uh, so, yeah, went to uh, Auckland to watch the Wallabies, and yep. as we discussed last week. Yes. Brave decision. Uh, worst decision of your life. Yeah, we could <laughs> it'd be in the top five, I reckon. Yeah, it wasn't, <laughs> at, wasn't at least it got out of the way then instead of a finals game. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, look, I'll, I won't miss your game next week. I'll... I promise you that. Well, um, I, uh, yeah, okay. well I, can't that I can't get your tea this time. No, nah, that's right. I'm, We're I'm, running I'm short on funds of <laughs> at the Rift <laughs> Rock podcast. Yeah, no, nah, well, uh, the people are putting their requests in, so that's, so that's yeah, good. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, no, I, I obviously went to Auckland, then I went to Melbourne to watch basketball, USA. Yeah, how was it Australia. the Boomers? It was good. I didn't you see didn't the watch game. the winning one, did you? No, nah, no. Nah. Nah. So I had a really good <laughs> You've week. had a bad run, mate, let's be <laughs> I've honest. i had the worst run when it comes You've to you had a bit of bad run. Sport, but. How good the
0: Boomers winning, though? That's pretty crazy. Like, I know it's not really the best. USA basketball team going around but a wins a
1: win yeah it's um, we're, we're,
0: in the, we're in the game of wins a win these days oh actually. mate
1: when you beat team USA in basketball I don't care who they got they've got yeah, a good team I don't give a shit who's yeah. on that team <laughs> I, if I can claim that I beat
0: team USA I'll just say yeah. it was like Jordan
1: and like Magic Bird if I had my way I'd withdraw the Basketball program from the Australian Olympic um, calendar. No, we're done. We don't done. need to do anything. We're not playing else. you again. We, we 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 won't ever play ever. We won't play basketball not, ever I'm again. I'm not playing
0: the USA team again <laughs> because no, we've beaten you before. It's done like if you guys go through your thing and then come back and want to play the best in the in the world, yeah, I'll be here.
1: No, so, but they're uh, they've they've gone to China to play in the World Cup, so that's exciting. So I'll be yeah, watching that. Cool. Um, I'll be watching that over the next couple of weeks. I spoke to some of the players and and they're excited, so it should be good. But more importantly, we've got a lot of footy coming up, and yep. He gives a shit about basketball. This table doesn't mean anything. I don't care about basketball. Yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Shout out, Alex Witherden Yeah, good, good work. By the way,
0: bit of a trade-off. Gave him my cinema couch for this.
1: I think he won. He just, won. just quietly, um, the podcast won. I, uh, I would say that this has been a different week for you, yep. given the the recent years. And uh, can we say the F word now? Can we talk about finals footy? Is that is that on the table now? Is that is that something we can do?
0: We can definitely talk about finals footy. Okay, cool. And top four. Yeah, we yeah. can put that bat away. Um, and just do the old Steve Smith, just let the ball go through. Oh, yeah, now we can yeah. uh, we can do that. So um, yeah, obviously playing finals and it's next week, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so you guys launched your finals campaign on Monday. Yeah, yeah. I saw that press conference. Yep. Yeah. What what has it actually been like behind closed doors? Because you bottle everything up, you put a lid on it. Geez, we've been putting this lid on it every yeah. year, uh, Sorry, every week for for the last twenty two rounds. But yeah. now that you're here, is there an element that you can actually enjoy the moment a bit? Um, yeah, this week's like obviously uh, all it's, all the finals teams get the week off
0: because of awards and and whatnot. But this week's been kind of, I still haven't like felt the excite like the real excitement just yet. Like uh, when we know it's going to build up and probably when we get back into training next week, it's going to be like that. But um, you know, we did a the game review of the Richmond one last week, and we thought that was a amazing learning experience for us. It's a perfect opportunity for us to go into the finals and then obviously we're playing him again. So um, that's probably the best thing, best preparation we could possibly have really playing Geelong who are at the top of their game and then playing Richmond who arguably probably the best team in the comp right now. Um, so it's been awesome preparation and we, we reviewed that game and there's so many things that we that we could, that we we could can control. So that's obviously a massive positive and um, obviously the first quarter letting, letting them get a, a jump start on us wasn't mm-hmm. ideal but – um, after that, I think three quarters, we won two of them um, and lost, the th- lost those next three quarters by only two points. So there's obviously things there we can tidy up, probably not let Jack rewild kick four snags, but um, team defence is going to be a big one. And just the way we moved the ball as well, we didn't do it the way that we wanted to and kind of got sucked into their fast pace and you know manic handball pressure situation. So played into their hands a bit. So uh, it was pretty cool playing in front of 75,000 people. Um, the most th- of any... For Brisbane interstate club, yeah. yeah, especially in an in interstate club that's um, travelled this year. So that's uh, big for us and it was a good experience for us to taste that as well because a lot of young blokes haven't played in front of that many people before. So um, that game was perfect preparation for us coming to um, finals round one. Yeah, so we'll
1: talk about round one, but it's for finals, but um, your, your last game. So that third quarter, yeah, you guys turned it on yeah. and, and really brought it back to, yeah. to a contest. Is it those moments when you can obviously do it, when you can do that, Granted, probably didn't want to be in that situation anyway, but you yeah. could actually do that yeah. at the G in yeah. front of seventy five thousand people. I mean that that must be where the confidence comes. We played really good footy for three quarters. We just
0: the first one they just kicked five goals in a row. I think, and um, we just didn't stem the flow or or do structurally what we knew we had to do, and we didn't we, we played into their hands a lot. Um, so that that happened, and then we know that our best footy can match it with the best because you don't just win nine straight just for good luck and stuff. So. Um, Obviously, we haven't played the MCG a lot. Um, I think they played seven home games in a row. You could call that. So that's a massive advantage for them. Um, so we went down there. We actually—I've never trained at the MCG in my life. In my whole career, I've never really? trained there. Yeah, you just don't train there. Like it's a oh, thing because they're usually yeah. playing footy on the weekends and stuff. So I was actually walking. I thought we were going to train at Punt Road. Funnily enough, we did that last time. And I was talking to Hodgie and I was just saying like, oh, "Have you ever trained at the MCG?" He's like, "No, nah, I never have." Like, just a, just a random question. Um, and then I was talking to Fags about it and he's like, uh, I, like I said, if we make the big dance, do we get to train on the ground like the week leading into it? He's like, mate, we're training there tonight. And I was like, fuck, that's awesome. So yeah, like, it is just, yeah. just surreal. Like we had like a massive um, supporter base there while we are watching us train. You guys got a fair few down. I think, yeah, I don't know the numbers, but it felt like it was probably like 500 or something there. Yeah. But it was crazy. Like just training at the MCG, I've never done it before. So that was a um, I ticked that box, which is it just <laughs> incredible to do it. Like it's, I don't know. So that gave us a little bit of um a clear headspace to how to play the ground and stuff. So we'll be better for that game and – um, if you want to win the grand final, you got to play well at the MCG. So we're not making any excuses about that.
1: Mate, you, don't, you don't have to go back until the last dance. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty
0: cool. Two home finals. <laughs> so unless um the prelim will be there, not, I don't know. I see so we haven't even looked for it. I don't even know how that all that works. So mm. we're just gonna keep winning games and go from there.
1: Yeah. The um the the outfit that was obviously Richmond. Obviously, it's gonna yep. be a completely different dynamic next week. But yeah. w- what do you take away from that game? Yep. In terms of, I suppose, what they can do, how damaging they can be. And as you mentioned, I mean, the, the, the fast start they got to, yeah, there must be elements of that that you can obviously take away and the will lead into to next week.
0: Yeah, as I, as I touched on, it'll just be a bit of our ball moving and the way we set up. Um, structurally, we got a couple of things wrong. Um, and it's just get, just like just how I spoke about um, in the article, like the wingers position, um, we can tidy some of those things up. And, um, you know, they'll, without getting into too much tactical things, they'll, they'll throw in some people around the ground that we... Probably didn't adapt to um, straight away off the bat in the first quarter, so all those things that that come into place, uh, especially our ball movement, we weren't giving our forwards the best opportunity. We were you know, kicking some balls that weren't going to advantage for our forwards, and you know we could be doing a lot more better with our, our inside fifty um, use. So looking forward to everyone bouncing back next week. Like we usually play well after a buy, so um, that kind of we kind of. Th- I wouldn't say we felt like the way we're going to the Carlton game, but that kind of that's kind of the mood that we felt like when we're coming into the bye. Like, oh, this would be great to get a bye, get a refresh, set mentally, physically. Like, we got four days off. So we had yesterday, today, and Saturday, Sunday off, and then we get into the into the week next week. So we did this first um, when we played West Coast round one, and we did it when we played St Kilda off the bye. So um, we'll be feeling... F- Fresh and rejuvenated coming to the the
1: finals round one. Yeah. We'll we'll spend a lot of time talking about Richmond next next week. week. Yeah. Next Uh, week. But we've got so much to get through today. Um, And it'd be remiss of us not to start with your article on Fox footy last night. So a fair few comments. that's already started to come through. I think the article went up live last night. Yeah, yesterday um, sometime. And it started to get, I suppose, pushed heavily this morning. Yeah. What prompted you to write the article and and give us an insight into what it's all about?
0: Um, Yeah, I just... I was just sitting at home, obviously watching the All Australian, and, and I was just a little bit pissed off, just sitting back and watching it and, and seeing my fellow wingman not get a get a good chance of um, putting on a jacket. Um, so obviously we knew who was going to make the uh, All Australian from our team because you know the boys had to fly down. So I knew Hugh didn't make it, Zorko didn't make it, um, and the other three did. So I was thinking when Hugh didn't get the get the flight details that I said, who the hell is going to play the wing? Is this going to put like a, probably McCray, as I said like a couple weeks ago on this, I said like McCray would probably get it and Hunter or someone. Um, literally I know they put like Bontempelli and, and Kelly out there. So I was a little bit just annoyed by the fact that they did that and um, that kind of sparked a, the passion for the article and I just hit up um, Ben Water, Watersworth. Yeah, yeah, Waterworth. Ben, ben I was, yeah. I Waters- always yeah. get his last name yeah. mixed up with someone else. Yeah. Um, hit him up and said, look, I'm thinking about writing an article. Um, do you reckon it'll take off? And he's like, yeah, no worries, get done. Can you get it done today? So I was, Sat down for an hour on my computer over there and just typed it up and flicked it through to Anthony Orslop. Um, He ticked it off, and then I had to go. Actually, there's a little bit of stuff in there that I had to take out because it's a bit tactical breaching. Okay. So but I sent that to David Noble and he ticked that off, and then I just, then I sent it through. So um, yeah, it's just, it's just around the around the facts that you know. I think they have to kind of come up with something a little bit better to choose their uh, All-Australian teams. And I was just a little bit annoyed by the fact there's no wingers involved. And there's the half forwards missed out too. So
1: Yeah. I it, Something isn't quite right when you've got Marcus bonson which, again, won the Coaches Association yeah, like Players Award. So the, first thing I, the first thing
0: I said was, look, they're, they're superstars. Yeah. They're just, they didn't get a choice. Like yeah. so they, That's not they, got, they got chosen to be there. So yeah. it's not like... Oh, Bontempi! Yeah. How dare he take that jacket? <laughs> yeah. gonna, I'm going to take that jacket regardless. Yeah, like, stick yeah. that wing up your ass. Yeah. I don't care. Like, but yeah, just on on that, I was just thinking like it's just so. This doesn't make any sense. Like, there should be positional. There should be some criteria around like what makes you yeah. a winger and stuff.
1: Well, I think John Ralph tweeted that of the 600 bounces yeah. that he's been involved in this year, he's started. Well, like on 441 the yeah.
0: like on ball, then 100 and something in the in the Twice forward line. on the yeah. wing, like and it's twice just twice on the wings. So it is yeah. It's a bit it's of a joke.
1: That that's where I don't feel Comfortable with it, yeah. Um, and
0: I saw it happening because when in the squad, when I saw the squad announced, like, yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty pissed off. I didn't make it. Oh, no, 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 I was furious, yeah, man. I yeah. was
1: filthy. Oh, you, you don't have to say it's it. not I, like a
0: thing like you, oh man, like I can't, I really want to make it. It was just like you get a pat on the back. Like, I knew yeah. I wasn't gonna make the 22. It's just like, oh, if I made the All Australian, like that, uh, the squad, that'd be something cool in my career. I haven't done that before, so I,
1: I was filthy. I couldn't believe it when I. Was texting you on the the Monday trying to find out what time the because I knew the awards was on yeah. Wednesday. And yeah, I'm they like, played it the down. Squad? They played down this year a little bit, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, and I was like, "When's this squad coming?" Um, <laughs> and then when I saw it, mate, I was gutted. I was yeah. furious. So no, you don't so have when to I say it, yeah, oh, I you was. say it, you say it for me.
0: But no, when I when I saw that there wasn't any Ricky Hendersons and Bradley Hills in, in there as well, I, was, I, I actually hit up Bradley Hills when I was about to board the plane. I rang him. I was like, "Man, what the fuck? Like, you're not even. Yeah. The, you know, I thought he was, was going to be a starting winger, let alone didn't make the squad." So. Uh, a little bit little bit of clarity to need around that, but... Um, Henderson
1: by the halfway mark, I thought I thought he was probably... Man, Henderson by halfway, going.
0: like I played on him um, and he's like obviously rejuvenated his career and he's, he's come a long way, especially this year in that role. Like he, the, the craft that, I don't know him, but the craft that he would put into that uh, wing role and him and Scully like as a duo, yeah. like they, like we had to heavily scout like their team as their wingers because him, Isaac Smith, Tom Scully, like they generate yeah. a lot of their ball use and... That's what goes under the radar a lot. Like, yeah, I think he averaged twenty four, but halfway mark he was flying. Yeah. So just stuff like that. Like, and Bradley Hill, like, I don't, the outside world don't understand how much we have to scout their wingers because a lot of teams like their wingers start generate a, and start a lot of their ball use from the back half. And Bradley Hill, um, he he was one that I thought was a genuine lock, but he, as he he's hard to stop. Like, he's double up possession. He's his running ability. Like, he's hard to go with and. Even the other, the Collingwood boys who didn't even get really a sniff either, like Sidebottom and Phillips and stuff. But yeah, there was I just, thought Sidebottom was. Yeah, Sidebottom. Like, there's yeah. just so many players that play that position that don't get recognized. So
1: yeah, and I'm not just bringing his name up because he's your teammate, but Zorko was probably a bit stiff.
0: Yeah. So when, like, so obviously, yeah, it's hard to say because I'm biased, but his pressure tackling ability and captain captain ability this year has been like actually amazing to watch unfold. Mm. Like. He's been a great leader since I've been here, but this year he's taken his game to a whole nother level in the, in terms of that. And he's selfless that he's taken a back seat in the Dane Zorko, because like you know how he gets his 30s, kicks like three goals a game. Like he's taking, yeah. he's, he's he's allowed Neil to come in and not take the limelight, but play that role as in the possession getter and the one that everyone's talking about. But Zorko, his tackle pressure, like it's ridiculous when you watch the footage in our me team meetings. You're like, it just makes you play better and walk taller when you're out there because you know that, that little is going to be zipping around and tackling and harassing the opposition. So the numbers that he was putting up was ridiculous. And if he made this team or squad,
1: I would have... I
0: was biased again, but I reckon he should have been All-Australian captain.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, Nat Fife is one of my favourite players. Yeah. Um, absolutely love the way that he goes about his football. Yeah. Um, but what has Shannon Hearn done to the <laughs> all Australian selectors? Oh, I don't I don't get it. I Well I
0: thought I got snubbed because I talked shit about um, oh. Steve hawking, so I don't know what he's gonna done.
1: Oh my gosh, I could not believe yeah, it. He's he like I know
0: he would've he I would, so I don't know him, I don't know how his thought processes are, but how did, how he would he he love to be a all Australian captain and so he's taken him to a grand final and won that last year. And you can't really go on back on last year because two different seasons. But then to make the finals again this year and finish fifth, and every time he plays, he just seems to find a way to get that ball from the back line to the forward line with ease. Like, his kicking ability, his leadership, like, it's just above the rest. So, I don't understand how he didn't get made captain. And and I actually like Firefly. He's a good bloke, Um, great player. Nothing against him, but... Ferrer didn't make the eight. um, And from about halfway onwards, uh, they didn't win too many games. And I just didn't didn't understand why he was made captain. If you're going to do it that way, then I would have put Cripps as captain because that bloke, Jesus Christ, he's he's a genuine superstar and and he was winning the games of his own boot. Like When we played against him, if he didn't play, we would have won against Colin Easy. Yeah. Yep. Like, No offense to everyone out there, but yeah, Patrick Kipps hes a <laughs> bloody superstar. No, nah, I fell for I f- sh- fell for Shannon her so when she, I saw yeah. it come through. If I was West Coast, I'll be asking for a please explain.
1: Yeah. So, so to highlight to your article, do you think there needs to be some element of criteria, yeah, for, for sure. the All Australian? Because I, I, I suppose it's become more hotly contested in in previous years because of just the selection and I suppose yeah. how certain decisions are made. And uh, and look, I don't, I don't want to. Sort of, I want to word this correctly, but when you've got someone like Chris Scott, who during the national broadcast when he was interviewed with Chris Fagan kind of openly says, you know, we, we haven't really paid, played Paddy Dangerfield much at half forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then obviously that's where he that's kind where of slots into the, into the team. I mean, does there need to be some level of, of criteria?
0: I just think they should take percentages into, um, into their thought process. As in, what I mean by that is because every club can get percentages of where the players are playing. Um, I was talking to our bloke Jimmy Spencer. Shout out Jimmy Spencer. Um, when I was, I've always been based my game with other wingmen this year and seen how they go and what I can learn from them and watch them because it's my, it's a, I'm a new, I'm new to that role. Um, so I think I played like 67% on the wing this year. So earlier in the year I was like on ball and like half back, half forward and stuff, but now I'm a genuine winger from um, about like around five onwards. So looking at that, like I can tell when we do our review, uh, OPPO previews and stuff, I can tell uh, who's been playing there. We usually do like a last four week thing. So I can see who's been playing wing like the most in the last four weeks. So you can see who like percentage wise, who's playing where. Um, and that's why I was talking about like Tim Kelly's play like 9.7% on the wing, which is nothing. It's like a yeah. couple, couple times a game, if that. Um, and the half four thing is just the same. Like they're usually there resting those, those midfielders um, just to get the energy back and then they go back on ball. So, um, half thought I would have had G Ablett there for sure on the, on the. I know is your. Yeah. I know you got a little yeah. soft spot for him. Is your best friend for life, but um, I would have had him there over Dangerfield for sure. And I just think the criteria, like it should be over fifty percent played in that position. That's when you're eligible. That, yeah, that's probably why. Does I that make? It is is, that, is yeah. that fair? Like, because if you if you're forty nine percent, forty seven percent, like you can obviously look over that, but mm. it has to be around that mark to qualify for that position. Yeah, and if you, as I said in the article, like if you're not gonna. If it's not going to be position based and he's going to throw players everywhere, um, just call it the Australian All Stars. Like, just have yeah. the best players you think that are that played the best footy that year. Like, I don't yeah. know. That's just I don't know.
1: See, because I don't have an issue with Dustin Martin not making the side if he's going for the same position as. Patrick that's what Prince. I mean. Like, make, so it, you it, make it. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, you know. it makes
0: the position that they the people that got it. Mm. Um, it makes it has more merit to it and yeah. more credibility to winning that position because yeah. like the team had 11 like i don't want to keep going on all day about it but like the team had like 11 genuine on ballers and like no team has that yeah i saw like nathan buckley talking about you're not going to have three wicket keepers in a team um you're not going to have like five first like f- number one batters top players so yeah it's just yeah they've got to think about a criteria and i think a little bit of gloss came off the Australian this year because a lot of publications and a lot of personalities have been come out in and, and saying it just doesn't look right so yeah, um, they'll probably look at that again, and um, hopefully they do better next year.
1: One of those genuine stars that made the side you mentioned it before, Patrick Cripps. Patrick Cripps, Cripps th- MVP. Yeah, uh, well deserved. I think I think everyone kind of felt like it was is it was his award this year. And, yeah. Um, he spoke really well last night. I, I think everyone's just really excited, and and you obviously made headlines a couple of weeks ago when you mentioned that you probably didn't foresee this. You know, when no. you first kind of saw Patrick at, yep. at Carlton and you know, he's really just grown into, you know, a next-level type of, of yeah, star.
0: Yeah, he has generally become the, one of the best players in the competition. Um, and credit to him, credit to his sponsors, credit to his family, nah, mate. but just it's so good to see him doing well and getting recognised for the efforts he puts in because he's carried a load from that team for so long now. I yeah. think, what what is he like, he's probably sixth, seventh year maybe? Yeah. So he's, uh, he's going to have a lot more awards than his cabinet coming up but uh he thoroughly deserved that and that's voted by the, uh, the the players themselves so um we get we get sent a text as soon as the season's done uh maybe a week before the season's done and uh we do like a three two one type scenario for the vote so you can't vote for your own teammates or yep. your own you know captains and all that stuff so you get to choose from the three nominees from each club and um Cripps definitely I, d- I didn't see how much he won by it, but um he he did very well to get that award, and no, nah, good on him. He, d- he deserves it. Now. He's got an off season coming up. Don't know if he's getting surgery or anything, but uh, he'd be bigger and better next year as well. But in saying that, um, it's just weird because you see the players, some players that didn't make the actual nom- nominations, they didn't, that yeah, couldn't be yeah. eligible to win it. So it's yeah. just pretty funny. You see, like a Dangerfield didn't get voted by his teammates couldn't to win the Brownlow. Could win the Brownlow. So <laughs> it's just like it's taken seriously the AFLPA award, some like. The majority, but mm. a lot of other people just you know just skim through it because it's another thing you got to do during the day at work.
1: Yeah, yeah. And there's obviously other awards that were presented on the night. Yeah. Um, Sam Walsh. Yeah, um, Sam Walsh,
0: best first year player. He's a genuine talent. He's going to be a very good player too. So the Blues are looking pretty good for the future. They've got a, a lot of good young players and it's going to be a, a big trade period, cannot of no doubt. We'll talk about it in a minute, but um, he won that. Uh, what was the other ones?
1: Yeah. Uh, they've always said... Um, you know, sometimes second is, is better than coming first <laughs> Shannon First the worst, second the best Yeah, yeah, well Shannon Noel and, and obviously uh, and Guy Sebastian There's a couple of others across the time oh, that have come How's second Shannon gone since then? <laughs> I don't know, but he, what had a, about me? He, he had a good couple of uh, a couple of years there. But obviously, yeah. second in the most courageous. Oh, uh, like, okay,
0: that's, that's where you're going with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I was like, I was yeah trying to
1: go. S- gonna... I was trying to go full circle. Yeah, yeah to try no and Somehow we're... figure out how to how to get this to you here. But second, in the yeah. uh, most courageous. That that must have been
0: nice. Now that's pretty cool. So I've actually you know wanted to win that award for a long time, like since pretty much I've started footy. Just. Joel Selwood's always, always bloody won it. Yeah. Um, speaks for itself, really, that he's yeah. <laughs> probably called the Joel Selwood Award, I think. But uh, finally beaten this year. So I just yeah. uh, I was pretty happy about that. Yeah, yeah. But no, I didn't even realise. I was just going through um Twitter last night, just reading the reviews of the article I wrote, and, and that popped up, and I was like, oh, Dylan Grimes, that's, yeah, cool. Yeah. And then went skimmed down a little bit, and then they said okay, I came second. So I was actually very humbled by that. It was actually because I I don't know really how people see courageous um, when they're voting for it's just It's a... Courageous, I think, of like a Jonathan Brown type thing. That, yeah. That's that's my like going back with the fly, like yeah. getting shit mixed and getting yeah. up and trying to play. And that's what I see is like courageous, like treading. What I, the thing I used to hear was like treading where angel, angels fear to go. Like that's the thing that I used to think about being courageous. But the game's changed a lot, and I think yeah, I was just really happy about coming second. Like it's just a little pat in the back that I that I that I'm heading in the right direction.
1: Yeah. I thought it might have been since the uh, the Lockie Neal uh, Port Adelaide game. But you, on you, the boundary line, I yeah, thought yeah. I thought that's when you had it. I you, tend that's when for, you... you tend to forget about like um, that most kind key of when, Yeah,
0: when you're when you're doing the voting system, when you're voting. Um, if you did it, like you, say if something made the, the media the week before, like that's in your head, so you think like most crowds, you say that name and you vote for it. So you don't yeah. like really think about it, like the whole year. But um, no, it's really cool to come second. Um, <laughs>
1: There's no trophies involved, but yeah, I'll claim that. That's all right. We'll we'll uh, we'll present you with something uh, <laughs> yes. a nice honourable mention uh, to Mitch Robinson. That brings us to our Telstra talking point of the week. Do we uh, have to think of a better name? We do, and we're going to put it to the people. So we're going to put oh. this to the people and actually tell us what should we call this yeah. segment.
0: So obviously Telstra have jumped on board. Um, they're a major sponsor. Yeah,
1: yeah, been big supporters. So since probably day gonna, one. I'm probably
0: going to talk to Ian Weeding about this and the the people's. Vote may not count, but yeah. it'd be cool because s- I can throw some ideas at him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we'll put it to him. I yeah, mean, this yeah, is we yeah. can't be the people show and not go to the people. That's so a, that's a fair um, point. That's a great point. We will do it. But for now, it's the Telstra talking point of yep. the week. And uh, what have we got? It's probably the Telstra talking point of the last couple of days, really. And with, it's going to be um, the next month, two months, probably. Yeah, with our good friend Eddie Betts. Yeah. Um, now I don't know how much you've obviously been following this. Um, uh, yeah, well I kind of broke the news to him. Really, you did. Yeah, well, so take us to that because you obviously saw this coming through on Tuesday afternoon when we were talking initially. It was
0: you that brought it to my attention.
1: Uh, yeah, because we're talking. Yeah, and then you messaged I, I, me like. Yeah, yeah, we're talking, and then I saw it come up on TV, and I thought, okay. well, what's going on here? And so you um, said.
0: Um, is Eddie been, what's going on with your boy Eddie? And I was like, oh shit, what's happened? And yeah. They were like, oh, is he being delisted? And I was like, what? So I quickly did some research and saw that 5 AA. I
1: don't know what the radio station's yeah, called. Yeah, uh, Stephen Rowe from from 5AA, I saw it come up on TV. Yeah, they,
0: they uh, alluded to the fact that uh, my boy Eddie Betts has been delisted. Um, and I was like, what? So I quickly messaged him, said, man, and bullshit, like, is this true? And he's like, um, no, nah, what do you mean? Like, he didn't even know. Uh, well, let me check. I said bullshit. You've been caught. And he goes, nah. Who? Why? Who said that? He's he's at the soccer with his kids. <laughs> yeah, crazy. And I was like, man, like it's it's all over the Twitter because I did the research. Eddie Betts and all came up with like Eddie, 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 Eddie delisted, and all this stuff. Um, and then he didn't reply for a good hour or so. And that's when I guess he kind of oh yeah, okay went to the club and talked to them about um what's going on. So, um, he kind of stitched me up and went on the radio. I think he's got to deal with them, So he went on the radio yesterday and spoke uh, about that. But, um. It's not true. He hasn't been delisted. I think everyone knows this by now, obviously. Mm. But um, it was just, yeah, it was a weird one to see because there's obviously a lot happening at Adelaide Footy Club, and I don't want to go talking shit about any other clubs and um, especially players alike. So um, they're going to be doing, uh, I'm guessing, a pretty big review, and there's going to be a lot of movement going on there. So I think that's why his name got thrown up as as being delisted. But um, categorically categorically, can tell you that he hasn't been. But yeah. Just I know it's going to happen in trade period. Like we can call it the Telstra trade talk really because that's it's going to be a big one coming
1: up. We might, we might actually. Just that have could be one. Right there. That could be one. Absolutely. No, um, and to be honest, seventeen other clubs should want 80 bets. Who you know would? I mean? like I'll take him. Like as if as I'll take if, another pay cut for him. Yeah, it's <laughs> absolutely. Like I, uh, I, as if you wouldn't want to put your name up. Yeah. If, if he was obviously available, I mean, he's obviously you know a good friend of ours on the show, and yeah. um, you know he. Is and he was in this chat, you know, yeah, talking yeah. about obviously, you know, what football is going to mean to him over the coming years. And I think, um, so know. yeah,
0: so he's told me he wants to play the next year. So whatever, what, how that looks, I don't know. But in terms of the articles and everything, everyone writing stuff about him, like they're going to link mm. him to the Gold Coast of the world and obviously the Blues because that's a fairy tale finish. Um, had a real good relationship with Tigi as his um, forward line coach, Adelaide yep. days. So he's going to get linked there. So all the all the articles could be factually untrue really That just could be linking everything together so you just gonna have to wait and see i guess or till someone comes out and says something but it's all speculation really at the moment he's contracted there next year so let's see how he goes but a few other names up there
1: yeah there's a couple uh the first that probably came um more f- officially uh there's yeah. obviously been by over the last couple of days but yeah, jack yeah. martin from um gold coast obviously uh, has come out and, and requested a trade to to Victoria. Yeah. Um. What did you What did you think of that when you when you first saw that? Well, that's
0: been talked about all year, really. Um. Yeah. He's a, he's a pretty good talent. I don't see him getting paid. Well, I don't think he's worth what everyone thinks he's worth. Um.
1: See, I I couldn't disagree with you more. Yeah.
0: So you so that means you think he's definitely worth it.
1: Oh, I think he's a star.
0: Yeah, Yes. I, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, it, so that's that's a thing. That's a player thing. Like I haven't seen like all this all this money getting thrown around. Just makes me like, oh, f- oh. Yeah. but nah. I don't know. I've, I haven't seen that 800 grand type of player, so he'll probably go to a team and then turn it on and be like, hey, Robbo.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, we'll get him on the show. Yeah, don't worry, Jack Jackman. I'm your boy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. No, um, but he, he he's he's such a talent. No, I just think for him, he probably needs another opportunity. Yeah. From, from I what guess you, from what you see,
0: he's. Been at the club since he's, you know, that's his, where he got drafted to and he probably hasn't enjoyed it as much as a player coming to the system would because, you know, the win-loss ratio and the way they've had a lot of movement there in terms of coaches, staff, players. So it's been a bit uneasy for him. So <clears throat> a new headspace, new club, like I know firsthand the going to a new club is a breath of fresh air. Mm. So that would probably be perfect for him. A new medical team, getting his body all right and stuff. So he could be that player. So that's probably just where I'm looking at it differently, but... Y-
1: yeah, a, team of, a teammate of his, uh, Callum Archie. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. Yeah, so obviously being linked to, to Brisbane. So yeah. I don't know whether you've seen much of Callum. No, nah, I haven't. He was number
0: eight p- draft pick in Ben Keyes. Oh, I was talking in group chat last night. Ben Keyes said, yeah, he's actually genuine, genuine, genuine good talent. So um, I can't really say too much. I haven't seen him play, to be honest. But yeah. it'd be awesome to have another... I'm guessing he's a small
1: pressure forward, is he? Or uh, is that yeah, 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 absolutely. He showed a little bit at half back. Okay. Um, cool.
0: Brisbane should want him. I mean, they might try and fill him in the uh, the back line then. But yeah, he's nah, a jet. Yeah, yeah, he's such cool.
1: a good dude as well. Like, that's I that's mean, the
0: thing about Brisbane. Like we're gonna get a lot of players thrown up wanting to come here because it's turning into a bit of a destination club now, which is what we've been longing for, for a lot of years now. So um, more people wanting to come with the better and we can just hand pick really what we want. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah, but.
1: absolutely. Absolutely. You uh, mentioned that you spoke to Bradley Hill yeah. earlier in the week when you are talking about All-Australia. Yeah. Uh, has he officially come out and said that he... Yeah, I think it yeah, yeah, has. I think, I ha- I think well, I
0: saw the, I don't know how official articles are, but um, I said that uh, he was requesting a trade back to Victoria. What, who that looks like, I'm not too sure. Um, I mm. did ring him s- the day after we lost against Richmond and just spoke about the, the All-Australia thing and he said that he was uh, taken off overseas and I hit up his manager, Mr. Colin Young, and said, can we get him on the podcast? And he said, no, Mitchell, he's not doing media right now. So I was like, mother, f- <laughs> <laughs> is there anything I've done for you? <laughs> nah, which but is it, plenty. Which is nah, not much at all, really, but <laughs> we ex- exchange texts every now and then. But um, no, nah, he, yeah, he's a, he, he wants to go back to Victoria, which is, you know, fine for him. He went to Frio on some good coin, I guess, and he obviously wanted to play with his brother Stephen and he'd done that, so... um. Probably just misses Melbourne, really.
1: Yeah, uh, and your lovely wife Emma recently did a wonderful oh. television commercial with Paddy Ryder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, please check out the link, which <laughs> Mitch will put here. <laughs> Boom. Uh, but um, his yeah. name's obviously been brought up as well in recent days. Paddy Ryder, he's absolute. He's actual gun. Like he's mm. such.
0: A, he's a really, really good player. All Australian. A couple All Australia, no, so. It just goes to show, like, what can happen within a year of football. It's, it's crazy. But he he's um a really good ruckman, and there's so many teams that they're looking for that. they got GWS. I know he probably go back to Victoria because that's where he was for X amount of years, and it'd be pretty cool to see him go back to Essendon, to be honest. um, he's, he's actually a really good bloke too, so good luck with that. Um, I know he fell out of favour a little bit this year, like in and out of the team, so that's going to mm. push that a bit because you don't want to be... Especially hit, what is he now? Probably like 31, 32. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to be pushing the reserve boundaries there because that could be your last year in the league up here. So um, yeah, he'd probably be looking for a two to three year deal somewhere else as a as a mature ruckman. But now nah, he's a really good player, and I know he'll get snapped up pretty quick if that's if that's the, if that's the way the Port Adelaide want to go. But I, I was actually he was going to come here when I when I was coming here. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So he was do, doing the tours and stuff of Brisbane um, and all that kind of stuff because uh, he's partnering my. My partner Emma are pretty close. So yep. that could have been pretty cool, but we got Steph Martin, he's been dominating, so it doesn't really bother me too much. But yep. good luck, Paddy Ryder. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Sean Burgoyne. Yeah. 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 This is an
1: Indigenous All Stars team. I know, yeah. It's um Let's start, it's an f- interesting one. I, I actually don't mind the the speculation as much in terms yeah. of, you know, if if Gold Coast are really interested in, in Well bringing he said in in an like article that
0: it's it's a really tough decision. Like he's obviously obviously something's been put to him and he's like gone over his head what the move looks like. And he is really close with uh, Hodgie, and I'm just gathering this, but they would have been talking about how how it works and what kind of pressures come with that. Mm. I think we we're in a similar situation to what Gold Coast was when Hodgie got when Hodgie got here, and um, he's had a massive influence on the way we've been playing our footy and the how we went up, how we've gone up the ladder pretty pretty quickly. So um, I think yeah, Dewey would have had a bit of time with Bergoin as well, wouldn't yeah. they? So I think they underst- they've got to, like understand the a little bit about each other and he can kind of pass on the messages and do a lot more uh, in terms of leadership at the Gold Coast Footy Club because they kind of lack like that a little bit at the moment. So him going to Gold Coast would be pretty cool. Does it hurt his legacy? Not, no, really. He's won, what, four grand finals? Like, wow, that's more hot dinners than I've had, so. Yeah,
1: yeah. I know he turns 37 in October. Jay,
0: 37?
1: Yeah, but he could play till he's 45. <laughs> I mean, the guy, the guy could that play until he's 50. amazing, man. Guy, I mean, the guy could play till he's 50. What, did, mean, uh, what did Fletcher play at? Uh, I think, I think it's a 39 or... <sighs> I think he did. I think it's got to 39. And, and obviously, if... Mentally, that's amazing, to be honest. Yeah. And if Bergman does obviously continue, then he does edge closer to the 400, which would be an enormous be achievement. Awesome. Um, he d- you deserve that. He, yeah, He's does.
0: been an all, all-time all great. So, no, nah, that's pretty cool. But that's about it, I reckon. Yeah. Any other
1: trades you know about? Uh Well, no, not trade, but great for GWS to see Stephen King Yeah. Okay. Re-sign. yeah. Um. I, I mean, when I first saw the news, I, I was actually really stoked because I understand what it's like to be... Uh, That's his thing. What's that? That's his thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I was like, <laughs> what, like, what, what the was fuck are you doing? I was like, you right? Um, <laughs> no, but it, like having been involved in an expansion club, I, I, yeah. I understand the pressures that comes from obviously being able to to convince you know young emerging and even established talent like Stephen yeah. to to sign on long term to to see him put pen to paper. You know, it does give and is a real show of faith to that football club, isn't it?
0: Well, you've seen a couple of those blokes sign up recently, where as in their whole. Their whole circle of life has been get some great talent, build them up to you know the fifty odd games to hundred games, and then push them in finals, and then see how they go, and then trade them for like new stock. So it's been great to see them sign a couple of new players, um, not new players sign like Kelly and Coniglio and you know you still got Cameron, and they got a lot of experience still going around that that team, which is really good for for GWS because um, it could be one of those those clubs that it's sitting on the outer a little bit, like Gold Coast mm. and Brisbane, how like it's it's real tough to um, get players to come to that club and to recommit where Brisbane have been doing really well and and Gold Coast would be better for getting those players like Burgoyne and stuff in. But it's, it's all awesome to see um, G.W. sign like a couple of their superstar players. So I'm not too sure how much the AFL had in it because big Gil McLaughlin really wanted in there. So I'm not going to touch in on anything, but it seems a bit... AFL-ish, yeah, yeah. but no, I, I do like seeing him stay there and uh, I watched his press conference. He was very passionate about making it a powerhouse club, which is, which mm. is awesome to see because um, I think they've got like 12,000 or so members and that's like more than half the bloody Sydney uh, league team. So yeah. they've already made inroads into into that, I guess, that um, facet of trying to convert the the rugby people of Sydney and uh, New South Wales. So good on them. Good on you, Coniglio. Um, keep doing you, boo absolutely um, mate
1: no no well done see. well done Giants I think that's it I think that, that wraps us up for our pre-finals yep rip through it podcast yep uh, tune in via iTunes Spotify Exclusive and Facebook of course Facebook of course
0: No, it's been it's been a good one uh, we had a good home and away season mate we, we did every week besides one so um, actually, we did it every week. We just missed the, buy, we missed the buy. We missed the bye week. That's I about think, it. I think that was about it. Yeah. But no, it's been been fun. I love the love the feedback and the support I've been getting from the Rips community. Uh, really, we we actually really appreciate it. So, you keep leaving comments, good reviews. Um, you make me play better footy. So just think about that, all you Brisbane Lions fans. But um, thank you, Sean Toby. What are you doing for the next couple
1: of days? No uh, footy for you. So no you, footy. What are you thinking? Uh, uh no footy. I'll look. To be honest, I'm trying to figure out what next week is looking like <laughs> at this stage. So I'll probably you have got to get a ticket too, man. Uh, yeah, sold no, out Gabba I had to buy Emirate tickets so stop it think no, about uh, that no 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 well I'll be there I'll be there I'll probably go down for the Melbourne Friday night game of course um, you would and then come back on the Saturday in time for your game yeah. so uh, I'll be there I'm looking forward to it but we'll talk about that more next week of course Yep. Yeah, no thanks for coming up mate the the drive up the, the M1 M1 yep.
0: yep that sounds like a Melbourne thing the yep. M5 in Melbourne. No, thanks for coming up, mate. We really appreciate it. That is your Ripped Through a Podcast, episode 22. It's your boy, Sean Tobin and Mitchy Robbo. Thanks for coming by again. Peace out. Eat down. Boom. <coughs> yeah.
1: <coughs> Get it? Yeah.